Jackie Miller, Certified High Conflict Divorce Coach and Consultant, as well as your host of this podcast, Out of Crazy Town, your guide to divorcing a narcissist. I had the pleasure of talking with Chris Berry and Lisa Johnson, who founded BeenThereGotOut.com, which provides support for those that have suffered through narcissistic abuse. Chris and Lisa each survived abusive marriages and divorces and found love when they came together. They have now joined forces using their experiences to help others through the difficult journey of healing from narcissistic abuse. Please join me for this three-part series as we explore each of their very different stories and how they are now helping others. Welcome back everyone to Out of Crazy Town, your guide to divorcing a narcissist. We are in part three with Lisa Johnson and Chris Berry, and we have gone through everything, the beginning of the relationships with their ex-spouses, um, the marriages, and then the divorces. And I'm so excited to present this part and have you guys talk to us about this because after you've been crushed on this journey, you're wondering what's out there for you after this. It's so awesome to see you guys together and using your experiences to help other people. So thank you for coming on and sharing that with us. Tell us how you met. Who wants to go first? He says that he'll start and I'll interrupt. That's okay. right. So okay. We met, you know, not long after uh, my ex and I separated, I, for the first time in my life, because, uh, you know, I met her in 2000. So this stuff wasn't there, but I created an account on match.com. And I went through, if you've ever had any experience with match, if they send you like, I think it's eight to 10, you know, do you like this one? How about this one? How about this one? How about this one? And it became like my daily routine. No, no, <laughs> no, no. But this went on for months. I never went out on a date. I have one or two like email exchange. I think one phone call, a couple of email exchanges. Wow. Okay. But after months of this, it was late one night. I think it was a Monday or Tuesday. And Monday. I was I was just going to delete it. I was I was fatigued and I, I was going to go to bed. And I said, well, let me, look, there's a reason I signed up for this. If I just delete them, it's not going to do any good. And I came across, across Lisa's. Okay. And I read it and it was entirely different from any other profile I'd ever read. I was like, oh my, my, my brain was like, oh my God, it sounds like I wrote this. And I wrote to her. Yeah. And wow. Okay. So my thing was being in this relationship for 20 years, there was no, I wasn't involved with technology at all. And I always was like, it'd be really cool. Like to, to do online dating and just like see who I ended up with, you know? And I had missed out on so much of my youth because I lost yeah. my twenties, I was still with them. And I, you know, I gave up, I used to go dancing in a cage in New York city and like out a lot and traveling. And I was like, it all shut down. So I thought it would be really fun. Like just to date and meet people and get out Put in the yourself world. out there. Relationship. Like, I just want to see, I, I was like, oh, this is going to be really cool. And you know what? I'm going to make a list of what I like in a person. And this was pivotal because I never thought about what I want. Mm -hmm. I got led into this relationship and I had in other relationships as well. But for this, I was like, I got to make a profile. Let me think about what I want or what I like just in a human being, not, not in a partner. Right. And so I started writing out these things, you know, you should like to move furniture. Cause I always like to move stuff around and my ex hated it. You should have long-term close relationships. Mm -hmm. You should have at least good one that you're passionate about. Because my ex always would be like, I'm unhappy because you're not the perfect partner. I'm like, don't you have anything that makes you happy yourself? So I was like, two passions that have nothing to do with me, at least mm -hmm. two. You know? and, and that long-term healthy relationships one, Jackie, you reacted to that. You know what? <laughs> yes. It's, it's the anti-red. It's like the green flag. It's the green flag. Right? Oh it's my gosh. The, yes. Uh, I've never talked out loud about this before really, but yeah, that's such a good one. Thank you for that, Lisa. Yeah. And then another thing was you should volunteer because I'm really involved with volunteering. And I think it says a lot about people who volunteer. And right. I had like a few other. And then the last thing was, and a dry sense of humor 
is the sexiest thing ever, but I don't expect that kind of, you know, I was like, I don't expect all that. So <laughs> don't but try thought, too hard, but if you yeah, have one, great. Let's just, see. let's just see. So I get this. That was your stretch goal. Yeah, that, yeah. That I was- love it. And so I want to pause here and tell everyone out there, get out a piece of paper and a pen right now and write down what you want. If you're listening to this and you're wondering what's out there for you, that's a fantastic exercise. Yeah. Think about what you like in a human being. Yes. Like, I like being around people with a dry sense of humor. I like people who help me move my furniture around when I right. suddenly buy some crazy thing and I want to see how it looks. And I bet it's really tempting to make a what you don't want column. No, I didn't even do that. You didn't see, I'm thinking no. about this in my head and I think I would have like switched over right away to what, no. but that's no, no, no. Don't you got to think about what you want. Yeah. Yes. What do you like? Yes. What do you like? What kinds of, think about your friends, what kind of people, what kind of personality traits do they have? I was like, I looked at my list and thought my ex had none of this. Like, how did I end up with someone like that? Yeah. You, you the opposite. You know what you don't want. You just got yeah. out of that. Yeah. You don't need, <laughs> nobody needs to know what you don't it's like tell me what is good don't tell yes. me what you don't like and it's also a more positive way to approach it i agree so, so i get this short little thing you know i there's some guys sending like stupid stuff i was only on for like a couple of weeks so i get this this like paragraph long thing from chris and um he said you know i read your thing it turned out that he lives he lives like 12 minutes away from me which is crazy awesome. he's like i have two kids too I'm not looking for anything serious. I think I had said, oh, you know, I just want to have like a bagel or lunch with somebody. And he's like, I'll have, you know, I'll have lunch with you. And I was like, great. So then the next couple of days, it was like three days, we wrote back and forth. Now my background is also as a writer and oh. Chris is an awesome writer. He has a very strong voice and he's funny. And so we'd write back and forth. But the thing that got me was like, I'm a total clutter bug. And we were talking, you know, just in writing about clutter and it's, and we were talking about the piles of stuff. And Chris said at some point, you know what, let's make a deal. And again, we have not spoken at all. He okay. said, let's both agree to conquer one pile of clutter today. And we'll check in tonight and make sure that we did it. And you can't cheat. You have to really do it. And I was just like, I need someone like this in my life, just oh my as a gosh. human being. Like someone, someone to help me with my clutter, like to be like my time and just be like, here's your deadline. You have 20 minutes, like take care of it. And I was like, yes. I love that. And can we pause again? Because <laughs> you have to acknowledge this, that this huge difference that sometimes can seem subtle when it's come out from a positive perspective, let's do this. We can do this together. This exactly. is you know something that you, that you want to do and you need support with. Instead and it's of, fun. It's yes. a little game. Yes, absolutely. Know? So you reduced, you got rid of your clutter. <laughs> That, well, I got rid of one pile yeah. <laughs> that day. And, hey, and I'm a clutter bug too. I mean, this was a two-way street. I, yeah. I had to commit to getting rid of one also. Right. I love right. it. So we did it. And then we agreed to meet that Friday for lunch. So we had been writing, you know, all this stuff, just interesting stuff back and forth. And so we, we get to this place and... and we take one look at each other. Chris, Chris was like, well, Chris is really tall. And I walk in and he's got these reading glasses at the end of his nose, Wall Street Journal tucked under his arm. He just looked like this, they're, like- They're all Googling you right now, Chris, to see if they can find you. Okay. Professor. <laughs> and he's like, we always say this, which is like, Lisa, I was like, oh no, no. Oh, because that is we, not who he is. Talk no, about first no, impressions. No. And, and I have like my still like wild hair, skull top, thigh high boots. And we just looked at each other and we're like, no. no. <laughs> and he started talking and he talks really fast. And I was like, oh no, he's one of these marketing guys. And he is. He is one of those marketing guys. I was just like, well all right, it's not going to be like a romantic connection, but here we are. Yeah, I know yeah. we're going to get along. And Chris had said something like he had a meeting. So he's like, I only have two and a half, two hours. Two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. He goes, I'm going to need every minute. I, right. he goes, I only have two and a half hours, but I have a feeling that we're going to run out of time. And that's oh. exactly what happened. So we sat down, we had lunch. 
so Chris is telling me he's into football. I have no interest in football. He was a frat boy. Oh, like I never, <laughs> ever went near frat boys. I was like the, you know, the dark musician, like arty type. So I'm just like, oh no, like not, nothing, let, nothing in common. And, but as we're talking, like he's very enthusiastic when he yeah. speaks. Like yeah. I am. So we're always like, he's like waving his arms around and talking. Good energy. At, at yeah. some point, I remember looking at him and being like, this is so weird, but I feel like I'm talking talking to the male version of myself, just in the energy. And like, he just was so like, and you had said passionate. when you read her profile, you felt like you could have written it. Oh, he, yeah. And he wrote that to me. Mm -hmm. he, he wrote that in that little paragraph. He said, I read your thing. And I, I feel like I wrote it. And then I read his thing. And I was like, Oh my God, it sounds like this similar yeah. style. And you know, he was just we, like, we, we found them not long ago. And we oh compared and they're really very similar. It wow. was That's cool. Oh, yeah. I love it. So where so did it go it, from there? So Chris, no, so we had our meal, we ran out of time. And then as we were saying goodbye, and he's always like, I can't believe I knew the right thing to do without knowing it. He did not try to kiss me. He didn't try to hug me and he didn't try to shake my hand, which was great because I was like, don't even yeah. like play like this nonsense. Not bulldozing over your boundaries yeah, without yeah. having basic permission or or signals something but, in my lizard brain picked up that she wasn't yeah, like I, I guess not, I don't yeah. know or it was just luck yeah I was just like no but he, he was like can I have your phone number now and I said yeah awesome so the next day my boys and I next day was a Saturday my boys and I were taking a road trip out to um Penn State for their spring football game. So we had been invited to go to practice by one of the, the players. Fun. I knew I knew one of them. You're speaking my language and, now. And so we're gone. <laughs> we're fun. gone the whole day. I'm taking pictures. Yeah. We're here. We stopped for gas. You here's know, here's a photograph. Here's a picture. And then um, I, I guess Lisa was at an event with her friends that day. Oh, she yeah. sent me pictures back. Right. So I have a group of girlfriends. We call ourselves the Millennium Moms because our babies were all born in the millennium. Oh, I so love I was that. out with them and I they, I hadn't, you know, we don't see each other very frequently. And I had just said, I'm getting a divorce. And, and they were like, what? And I was like, and I actually went on a date because remember, it was 2013. So I had like two years where I was already yes. like done. Yes. So yeah. even though it seemed like, oh my God, you're rushing. It was like, I could not get my ex out of the house. Like I, I was like, I am done. Completely understand that. Yeah. Timeline, like labels like divorce or even separated mean nothing. Just so when you hear a date out, you know, six months after we filed or whatever, you, you just, you can't just listen to that. You have to listen to the whole story. Especially I get it. I get things it. that go on for years where it's like, oh, well, you were still like getting the divorce. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It right. Right. You know, it wasn't coming in time too. Yeah. So I told them, so that was that. So we kind of, you know, I told my friend, a couple of my friends and he was texting and then the next day was a Sunday and then Chris is like I, I woke up that morning on Sunday morning and I thought to myself I'm going to Lisa and I are going to kiss today and I was thinking <laughs> this is the first like new kiss I'll have in wow 14 years give or take I'm sorry 15 years because it was the spring of 2015 mm -hmm. yeah so it's 15 years and I don't know why I felt this we didn't I don't even think we had plans to get together yet no so maybe we had loosely said maybe we'll yeah, see each yeah. other or something yeah but then we got together um, at a little like pub kind of place. And I have to I say, he was dressed in a sweatshirt and shorts. So I, I coached the Little League game that morning. Better, better, you know. Love it. <laughs> so we're so we're having this nice conversation, you know, talking. And then he goes, okay, so I think we're going to kiss today. I'm like, <laughs> what? It's like, no, don't, like, don't say that. Like, I, you know, terrified, like, no, 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 we're not. And then. I was like, why would you say such a thing? It's only our second date. Like, how could you say that? That's so fast. I was afraid of go, getting stuck in the friend zone. He would have so gotten in the friend zone. I was doing a little, a little, pushing a little. Yeah, so he, he, would, he would have gone in the friend zone. I was just like, no, you know, 
I said, well, well, why don't we wait like a week? Let's just see. So then Chris is like, oh, come on. Then I'll have to hire a mariachi band and get fireworks. <laughs> There'll be all this pressure. So that made me laugh too. Like, I thought that was really funny. I love it. You know, very disarming, which is how he is. So then we, you know, we, we talked a little more and then it was time to go and it was April and it was cold. And so he walked me out to the car um, and we have like the mom minivan thing. He, you know, he's really tall. It was cold and he was talking, you know, looking down and talking to me. And then at some point he was just like, is, is it okay if I hug you? But it was already like, he was so close. It was almost like hugging. Sure. And I said, and then he hugged me and he, he just looked down and he was like, you something like, you know, is, is it okay? Like he didn't say, is it okay if I kiss you? He's just like, yeah. I'm, I'm coming in for it. And, then, <laughs> yeah. and I was yeah. just like, oh, oh, okay. And then he did. And I swear it was like, you know, the Brady Bunch episode where there's fireworks. We kissed mm -hmm. and it was fireworks. Oh it was the God. last thing I expected. I completely was like, I felt like I was 16 years old. I had to grab the side of the van door. I was like, oh my God, like what just happened? It was crazy. That is it amazing. Oh my gosh, I love that. And where I was going earlier is, so you have this relationship, you get super worried that it's going fast. And what are the challenges of being what you guys have been through while you're dating? Okay. Yeah, so, so there was absolutely no way that I was ready. I, like my brain was still messed up from what I had been through. Yeah. And, and I was not like a, a therapist would say, you know, you're not ready to be in a serious relationship yet. Right. And I think there were, and Lisa, I talked about that very openly. And I was like, but we, you know, we, cause we fell for each other pretty quickly. And I was like, we can't do anything to control when we met. I mean, it happened, you know, so let's do our best. And I think if Lisa hadn't, if one of us had not been through the trauma of a narcissistic marriage, it would have been less likely to succeed because people who don't get it would be like, I can't, I can't deal with that baggage. But we learned together. We kind of, I, I mentioned in a prior episode that I discovered it because of something my, my ex said, and I made me look up narcissism. And when I read about it, I think it was on Wikipedia or something. I was like, oh my God, this is my situation exactly. And I showed it to Lisa and she goes, me too. Yeah, but different because mine different, is covert. But right? I was like, for... did you guys discover this at the same time? Yeah. You same, yeah. And you showed it to her? Yeah. I, yeah. Because, and everyone listening out there knows this moment. Everyone <laughs> remembers their moment where they were. Yes. Right. What they were wearing. Because until, then, because until then, we probably, most people I've ever talked to, they felt alone. My ex is uh, behaving in crazy ways that have no explanation. And it doesn't change how they behave. And it doesn't change what you went through but to have a name for it to know you're not alone yeah. and to know it in, in their own bizarre twisted way it, i'll say makes sense yeah. i don't literally make it makes sense but yeah. there's an explanation for it and right. that was a very it was very comforting early on right Anna. absolutely but to do it together i'm getting back to your original question is it, it's something that we really built i used to joke with lisa that um you know once we're out of this stuff like i hope we still have a relationship left and that was <laughs> i know but we we leaned on each other so much just as friends like you know in a support system because yes i'd find out something he'd find out something and then we'd spend every like no one else would have put up with this right we yeah. spent every day talking about it and talking about it and re regurgitating like stuff from the marriage and all yes. the other stuff and going through the divorce and what but but it was like having a best friend who knew exactly what you were dealing with which yep. is so yep. rare and even though his is overt mine is covert we have totally different circumstances the craziness of how they are that's yes. that's what we really There's still this on. always this common theme people you know when they're talking to me they're just like i can just see in your eyes when you nod like the, you know ev you understand every single thing i'm saying like i don't have to qualify it with 
I swear to God, I'm not crazy. Or I know this probably doesn't seem like a big deal, but you know, you don't have to qualify anything you say to me. I understand every single word and, and the magnitude of it and the severity of it and the seriousness of it. And, and your guy's story is so special. I love it. I don't know if this is the path that I'd suggest other people seek, <laughs> no, but, it, no, but no. it worked for us. No, but I think, um, I know one of our courses has to deal with rising from the ashes. Like one of our people's name is Nikki and we used her as an example to go through what it's like to, to you know, heal from one of these situations. Mm. And she talks about how she, you know, it took her 10 years, but when she started dating, because we focused a lot on that, she saw it as just like a, a learning opportunity. Like she wasn't looking to find a perfect partner. She was like, let right. me just try all different types of people. And she really learned a lot. And she said, you learn like when someone doesn't like you, it's, it's like a, it's a breakup and it's another loss, but it's okay. Yes. You know, because if you look at it as like, I'm just experimenting. So I'm not getting attached that much. And now she is very happy and has a partner and it took her a long time, but she really, you know, she really learned. That's a good point because you know, it really is a mindset. Yeah. You have to go out there. Like, don't put all these expectations on yourself. Right. Just put yourself out there, meet people, get to know That's people. And you yeah. start to appreciate, like you said, say you're not the one for them. The mindset switch to, you know what? I have a lot of respect for them that they, that they called that out, that they were willing to tell me that, you know, we move on, no harm, no, you know, no bad feelings. And you start to respect other people's boundaries. Right. As and you, you get to practice, you get to practice, practice your own. Practice. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a wonderful, um, that's a workshop. That was, that was great. She's like a pleasure. To, mm -hmm. That's to wonderful. And so, so how were your kids and, and what's that been like with your relationship? You know, it's funny. We all get along. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. In the beginning, you know, in the beginning, my kids were like, like I used to tell them cause I was a sole parent. Like I said, like I never got a break. I still don't have a break from them. <laughs> they're going to go off to college after COVID. But I used to say, I'm going out to my divorce support group. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's technically true, right? Yeah. I know. I thought well, so too. And there's no reason for too much information at first, so that's okay. That's that's perfect. Yeah, and then right. and then my daughter actually saw. And she said, my kids are so nosy, especially my daughter. <laughs> she saw on my phone. It was Chris's birthday, and she saw me. I said something like, I texted him like, I'm going to give you a nice big birthday kiss, and she was like, Oh my god, like who is this? And, then, and so she insisted on meeting him. And Chris has a huge snake, and my daughter loves animals, so the snake he came with the snake as like the prop the distraction wow. so she was you know but they both like they both were kind of like this is so soon because to them you know it yeah. had just been like recently but to me it was like i didn't i didn't date do anything in those last couple of years because i didn't you know i knew i had to work this out for myself i had to be a grown up and not bring someone else into my problems and right. i also was thinking i don't want to um you know i don't want to involve someone else but i also don't want my kids to find out like i don't want to be like a cheater like their dad yeah. you know i want to be like respectful and i want them to not find you know they've already been lied to yeah i don't i don't want to have things that i want to hide from them other than that i started dating someone i was go i was going to wait a little bit and then they met him and it was it was a big shift but they have grown to really like my daughter still is like with sleepovers i'm allowed one a week for chris to come to me i can have as many as i wanted as his house my son is totally fine with it and um they really you know they really get along they get along well one of the things though i should say we don't live together so okay, we that, never, okay. that's a natural boundary we live you know we live like 12 minutes apart and sure. so that was important to both of us to have the kids to have their autonomy Autonomy, to have yeah. their space and not have suddenly some kind of blended family stuff. Uh, I think that would have made things a lot 
a lot worse for everybody. So I feel like having that very strong boundary of like, this is our place and we visit and we, we do things together as families. We've gone on, you know, several vacations together. Our kids are very different, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, that's they, okay. They yeah. Each other. yeah. And they're different, a little bit different ages, but, um, but yeah, it's worked. I mean, it's worked out really well with the kids. I that's think when fantastic. it comes to your kids, um, one of the most important things is, is like, I never tried to replace their father. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I, I never, I never took some kind of authoritarian role in their lives or anything. I'm there. They know I, you know, I'm available to them. I've had a bunch of good discussions with them where I've given an opinion or yeah, I mean, my kind of thing. I've, I've kind of slid, like slid into a role where they value me, but it's not like perfect. No pressure. Out, I'm in. It's nothing like that. Right. Right. And, but you know, what's even um, better almost than words is them just witnessing their mom being treated so well and in a healthy, you know, relationship with open communication and yeah, I know. And you know, what's interesting is, is my son, my son like dated a, a lot and, and, you know, now he's in college and his current girlfriend, they've been together for a while. And I see similarities between the two of them and the two of us like they're really good friends they laugh a lot. They get a, like he's really matured in his dating life uh he did have a you know his own couple toxic situations sure um, right after the oh. stuff with, with his dad you know but i think i think he's grown so much and i feel like you guys are modeling what good looks yeah. like right i yeah. think both my kids have learned my my daughter's learned a lot about healthy boundaries. I mean, she's had to enforce boundaries against her father. Mm -hmm. She's wiser at this age than oh. I was in my mid forties. Oh yeah. Oh, I, yeah, mine too. Yeah. 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 I know. And that's probably, maybe that's part of their divorce as well, but, and I shouldn't have just said, um, you know, witness Lisa being treated well by you, but, and it's vice versa You oh, yeah. for your children, especially with the path that you're divorced. Yeah. Things are a little bit different with my kids because Lisa and I started dating when I was in the midst of the divorce. So there was, and, and when my ex found out about her, it was before my kids found out about her. It was all this stuff about, I have to meet her before the kids meet her. I have to approve, you know, all that stuff. We need to go see a co-parenting coordinator to discuss this. And, and all this nonsense. And I was nonsense. still so spun up that I, you know, I was like, oh my God. I used to have like a fake name for Lisa in my phone. I call her <laughs> trash in my phone. <laughs> I know, just because we used to joke that we were each other's, you know, somebody else's trash, One but our treasure. trash is another man's treasure. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I, it, it's just, again, looking back at these stories, so all of these rules coming from the woman who had all the affairs, right? really. Yeah. And, and two of the affairs I know of were with people, with men who she introduced to our kids' lives. She not only introduced the kids, she brought them in as like, this is your uncle. This is my close friend. Like she, mm -hmm. she really took it far. Yeah. Luckily your boys, like we said, get to, and how old are they now, Chris? Uh, my boys are 17 and 14 now. Okay. Okay. 10 and seven when we split. Okay. So okay. they were younger than Lisa's. And I think they, no, the, I was, I was going to say they struggled more. They, they didn't struggle more. They struggled differently. Yeah. Yeah. They struggled differently. Sure. Uh, sure. My, my older tends to like put his head in the sand and ignore problems. My younger one sort of, he's more of the rascal and the act out type, yeah. mm -hmm. but, but they're coming, you know, they're doing okay. And I think the most important thing, and you touched on it and Lisa and I did a, a workshop called the top seven dangers of toxic relationships. Oh, and one of the things we, it's right on our, you know, on our site on learning.bingotout.com. Okay. But we talked about how, when you stay, you know, all those people that say I'm staying for the kids. Oh yeah. I'm staying in the relationship you know, for the kids or until the right. kids grow up or whatever, they, they're not realizing the harm 
that they're doing because they're in an abusive relationship. The kids are witnessing it, this and they're learning that it's normal and it's okay. And in so many ways, not just obvious ways, it's just patterns of behavior and it's ingrained in them, right? Because it's all they've known as they've been growing up and that's normal. Um, right, and we don't want that to be normal for our children. So, so whatever damage was done, I mean, what, what's done is done, but at least now my kids and, and Lisa's kids are seeing two people who are respectful yes. and truly care for each other and, and just treat each other the right way. Yeah. Yeah. And I love, I love giving people hope. And I think that you say that on your website, hope is one of the big, you know, things that, because you have to have it to get through this and you're absolutely right. If there's a fear of leaving, but you really want to, but you're thinking, I'll just wait. No, there's a huge reality that, that, oh my gosh, you're not going to believe how amazing it is on the other side. Yeah. Not everybody wants to hear that right away. Though. No, like, no, no. <laughs> Lisa and I, Lisa and I wrote a two-part blog post. I wrote one, Lisa wrote one on that story we told about how we met and the, the first kiss and all yeah, that called stuff. Best first kiss. Yeah. And when we posted them, we got a lot of like the people who are coming to our site were saying like, why I don't want to hear this. You know, got, got some like negative not, reaction. Yeah. So sure, sure you have to be ready yeah. for it, which to be honest with you is kind of why this podcast is in three parts, because you're right. Like you can, you guys even say this on your website a lot. We'll come to you wherever you're at. Yeah. So you know what, if you just want to listen to the one that's about the relationship and how you got even got there to the divorce, listen to that. If you're ready to then listen to the divorce segment, listen to that. And then if you're ready to listen to life after, listen to that. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so one of the things we say on our, on our site is that we offer hope, guidance and community, right? To people in these relationships. And the whole part of it is so important. And if, if, cause sometimes you don't leave cause you feel like there's no hope. Yeah. So we recently put a thing up on our, our, from the menu of our homepage called the hope wall. Okay. And it looks like, it looks like a giant thing of like the Brady Bunch. you know, it's like all, all the tiles of different people telling their stories of people saying like, I was in this terrible relationship and I got out and here's how my life is better. I think Lisa put something on Instagram saying, yeah. how's your life? And this is like brilliant. I love I said, that. I said in like 30 seconds or like, how has your life visibly improved after getting out of a toxic relationship? Visibly improved, not yeah. just like I'm happy. Like, so, sure. um, People recorded stuff, and there's a couple of couples that are on. We have a couple. We have the guy Chip. He's going to do one too. I mean, we have different ages, people from all different cultures, men, men and women. women yeah. That couples, is, and we're just building it. We're still like getting more and more. You guys, that is brilliant. I love it, and it's positive. So um, yeah, I just I just found one this morning. Uh, uh, a gentleman who posted on Quara was talking about the um, like the negative effects of being with you know in a narcissistic relationship, and he listed all these awful things. It's like the first paragraph is just like awful, mm. and then he says, "But it's never too late." I'm 65 years old and I was married for 47 years. Wow. Do the math. That's 18. He got married when he was 18 or 17, well, 18 probably. Yeah. And I've been out for three years. Every single morning I wake to the aroma of coffee and the promise of a beautiful day in front of me. He's still single. He's, his life is filled with hope. And if that's the one thing to those people who are very, very early on, maybe just out, just th even thinking about getting out, know that there is hope. Your life is not over. You know, there's, you have a future. Absolutely. Oh, thank you so much for that story. And thank you guys again for coming on. 
these two have been there and got out. So you can go to been there, got out.com, <laughs> which is a brilliant name and look them up and all of the, the workshops they have to offer and the hope wall. I'm going to go check it out. Thank you for that. That's fantastic. Lisa and Chris, I really appreciate your time. You guys are amazing. Thanks. Our pleasure. Absolutely. All right. You guys take care. Hopefully we will talk soon. All right. Sounds good. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.